Hello everyone, my name is Rochelle Innocent and I'm the founder and CEO of Project Purpose. Welcome to our channel. Our community is focused on fostering the intellectual and character development in children. We do this through our parent-child workshops that focus on four themes, autonomy, self-efficacy, compassion, and self-concept in order to cultivate grit, perseverance, and resilience in each child. At Project Purpose, our overarching mandate is to renew and rebuild family, community, and relationships. Our different social media platforms provide us with an opportunity to have discussions on all topics that relate to family, community, and relationships with ourselves as well as with others, with a primary focus on mental health and education. More precisely, the ways that the institutions of mental health and education play a role and have played a role in our societies at large. These discussions and debates provide us with an opportunity to think critically about what needs to change within these structures in order for us to live up to our bold slogan, support, protect, and empower each child through youth-focused development, better known as leadership in juvenescence. We recognize that in valuing our children's leadership potential, that also translates as recreating and co-creating environments, both socially and politically, that enable our children to thrive. For those of you who are particularly keen on the topic, we do write thought pieces every other Sunday, and we just dropped a thought piece this past Sunday, so definitely be sure to check that out once you're done watching this segment. For those of you who are unable to watch our segment, we are a available on six different podcast platforms. So definitely be sure to take us out while you're out and about. Our links are available in the descriptions down below. Now, as is the convention, definitely be sure to subscribe. Hit that post notification bell so that you are aware of every time we post. And of course, if you like these discussions and you want to keep them going, like, comment, and share this segment. Let's get into it. Hello everyone and welcome back to another segment here on Project Purpose. For those of you who are new, we cover topics that relate to mental health, mental wellness and education on a week by week basis. And this week our topic of discussion is mental wellness. Now what I'd like to talk about this week is, is probably something that we all think about but we don't put a lot of weight on and that's regarding our mental well-being check-ins. How frequently are we checking in with ourselves and how frequently are we putting our own needs, emotional, mental, physical, what have you to the side in order to contribute to whatever the production requirements are or quota or you know whatever our communal needs are. I'm of the mindset that in order to be a functioning part of the community you first need to be functioning as an entity on your own. It's a disconnect when we think that we need to put ourselves to the side in order to contribute to the community within which we find ourselves. I think the best way to be a value and a benefit to the communities within which you serve is to take care of yourself. So if you're someone who does frequent mental wellness check-ins, that's great. But you also need to respond to what it is your needs are. So it's important to do the check-ins, but it's also really important to respond and to be reactive to those check-ins. And one of the ways that I like to do that is through creating the staycation. So mental wellness check-ins involves response. Um, so what does that mean? It means that if you feel like you're on the verge of a burnout or if you feel like you need to slow down or if you're feeling disengaged or unstable, 
stimulated, then we need to do something about it. We can't just hold off and wait until it is convenient for those around us for us to take care of ourselves. And I think this whole concept of convenience or inconvenience to others, like my self-care is inconvenient to you. I think that that is such a twisted way of, of viewing and valuing humanity. Um, and I think that the more that we incorporate automation and robotization and the more that we leverage digitalization, the more we can go back to being human and being regarded as such and not just these machines of production. And I think part of why people feel even comfortable letting you know that it's inconvenient that you're a human. And I think part of like this mass production society where we're constantly churning, we're constantly producing, we're constantly consuming, it reduces us to like these consuming producing machines. And we are so much more than that. And the way that we even remember and recognize like the depth of our essence, like the depth of our humanity beyond production and beyond consumption is by taking care of ourselves. And the way that we can do this really easily without putting it off for extended periods of time is through what I like to call the joy of the staycation. So let's get into the top key things that I like to do when I need to plan a staycation. So when I know I don't have a whole lot of time or maybe not even the budget to do something elaborate and, and super out there, but still something that I know will contribute to my sense of well-being, will help me to feel recentered and to help me recalibrate. So first, before I get into my tips, we want to squash very explicitly this misconception that feeling good must wait, that we have to wait to feel good. And I think that, again, this is one of those fallacies that has been like fed into our society and normalized that our own sense of well-being, our own sense of happiness is something we put off. And I like to kibosh that. I don't think we put off our happiness. We don't put off our well-being. We recognize that work is a part of that. Like having our own livelihood is a part of that, but it's not everything, right? Like it can't be the thing that trumps travel or that trumps having adventures or that trumps building beautiful relationships. We need to find a balance of all these things in the present and find a way to make sure that we're not holding off on the beautiful moments of life. Like when we're much older and maybe have less mobility and have less functionality. Like we assume so many things about our own abilities when we project a future world where we know we can do these things that we're perfectly able to do now or figure out ways to do now. If we didn't deprioritize our needs as, as humans, it's like, yes, I recognize this need. I know, I know I need to be happy, but I need to put that off for 30 years. I mean, I don't even know how that even like thinking it makes sense. I'm going to put something off until I retire. No, I think this whole retirement mindset, like I will enjoy my life when I retire. I am not about that life. I will enjoy my life right now. Thank you very much. Live your best life every day of your life through struggle, through happiness, through highs, through lows. Living your best life, not coasting and not putting off the things that bring you joy and fulfillment. Building a life frame that encompasses all of these things all together and figuring out, well, how can you focus and put everything all together in the now? Like how can you cre create a present reality that allows you to do all of these things? So anyways, that was a bit of a, a, a bit of a, a rant because I'm like very passionate about it. Like I'm not someone who wants to live with regret. And I find like a lot of people who live with regret live with this retirement mindset. Like I will enjoy my life when I'm much older, like assuming that like you like putting off enjoyment and happiness and health and fitness is not going to build up over time and impede your ability 
on fully living your life when you're much older. I think that there's a huge cognitive dissonance there and there's a huge disconnect there. Like we need to figure out a way to do all the things that we enjoy and that we love now. So let me start with a few tips on how to plan a staycation. Uh, and before we jump into it, it's very important um, that this wait to feel good or to earn the opportunity to feel good, this is a false and very toxic rhetoric that was made to make us feel guilty about not contributing the best days of our lives, like our prime life to the production society. So I think psh, let's put that to the side and let's recognize that our value, especially the value that we derive out of the prime years, the golden years, you know, the prime years of our life, like that is not for us to barter off to other people. That is for us to retain at least a portion of it, a large portion of it to ourselves. So beauty and benefits of the staycation. One, you can have a staycation for any budget. Any budget. Money is not an excuse to have a staycation. When you plan a vacation in your neighborhood, at home, in your city, in your town, in your home state, doesn't matter what it is, budget is not a concern. Secondly, a staycation is really about the energy and the focus being on you. So it doesn't matter if you're doing an, a full out all day spa or if you're going on a hike or if you're going to have a picnic in the park or if you're going to listen to a concert in the park or watch a movie. Whatever it is, you you know that you're dedicating this time to yourself and that mindset is all the difference. Knowing that you're taking some of your time and you're valuing yourself with your own time. I'm someone, my top two love languages are quality time and acts of service. And when I spend time with myself, that is how I reinforce to myself that I actually love myself. Which is funny, but it's true because we talk about self-love. I think the way that we anticipate others to love us is also the ways that we show ourselves love. So when I spend quality time, so time that I plan plan out, carve out, put an itinerary to. For myself, I feel renewed. I feel refreshed. I feel like my actions are a demonstration that I'm important in my own eyes. So I think it's very important. Like when we even think about the love languages, when we show ourselves self-care, when we think about carving out time for our own well-being and staying connected with ourselves, we need to think about how we do that within our love language styles. So again, what, other, what are some other great ideas? Um, museum day. You can have a culture day you know um, museums are wonderful libraries are wonderful I mean right now it might be a little bit tricky to go to a library given the pandemic but museums beautiful or even like those historic parks like those are really nice as well and what I love about a staycation is you never need to wait too long to enjoy a staycation it's just important that one you are serious about it so when you say this is my staycation time even if your staycation is at home and you're doing a home day spa that is time that you're dedicating pampering yourself or like watching movies or you know doing something that makes you feel good it makes you feel re-energized it makes you feel renewed um so it's important that you take that time seriously two is formalize an itinerary a staycation isn't about just doing nothing it's about putting your energy into yourself so it's important that you plan it out you plan it out so that it feels like something that you're coursing through for yourself so i love to build my own itineraries for my staycations and even if this is a staycation where i'm at home it's typically planned out so if i'm going to do like a hair mask and then a facial mask and then maybe I'm going to give myself a pedicure, which kinds of stuff, which sometimes can be, uh, which I'm getting better at, by the way, but I'm getting better at, you know, these little rituals that make me feel so great. And how do I incorporate these little rituals at home? And I plan out a full itinerary. By the time it's done, I am feeling wonderful about myself. So it's very important that we take it seriously, that we formalize the staycation and that we turn off distractions. We cannot allow ourselves to be distracted from putting energy back into ourselves. And I think that this is super important because 
sometimes what we do is even if we carve out time for ourselves, this time is always available for interruptions. Like people can interrupt in on this time. And I think it's very important that as a boundary, as a fundamental boundary that we set with everyone in our lives is that when we're planning time for ourselves to renew, to recharge and to restore that everyone respect and even work around this time that we've carved out for ourselves because how can you contribute to the collective if you're not first putting energy into yourself? I think I've mentioned this before, like the airplane analogy where they talk about, you know, put your mask on first before you put on your child's mask in the event of an airplane crash. It's the same thing. Like it's important that you prioritize self-care, prioritize joy and happiness in order to take care of those around you. This was a really quick video. I wanted to give you a couple of tips and tricks on how to prioritize self-care and some of the conventions and different ways of thinking that we probably need to do away with so that we feel less guilty about taking care of ourselves because taking care of ourselves shouldn't be something that it's coupled with guilt. So I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on how you plan in self-care, especially during these precarious times and how you formalize it out. And if that's not something you've been doing, I want to challenge you to do it and then let me know what the results were. So thank you so much for tuning in. I always love our chats and you know what I'd like you to do if you're still here, definitely subscribe, hit that post notification bell, like, comment, share this segment and until next time.